welcome to the Thursday 905 Roundup uh, with me, Roland Tanner. I am Jordan McLeod. And uh, we're, uh, well, it's post-election, so we're not going to talk about any of that because everything's fine and everything's wonderful and it was a terrific time. So, And uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about what well, to extent the next election on the horizon, which is the, the municipal one. Um, and there's... Well, there's a few developments there, and there's some gossip there. I mean, the big gossip in Hamilton now, which started actually, I was partly responsible for this while the election was still happening. Um, and when I say responsible, not because I made it up, but because I mentioned it. Um, and that's the 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 question of whether Andrea Horvath might now consider uh, running for mayor of Hamilton, and whether that's a good thing, a bad thing, um, or or what and uh well joel you you have one set of opinions and i have yeah i don't know what my opinion is i'm still working on it basically I, but i i get it my opinion is uh i i ultimately I, I don't think she should um and it's not because of electorability it's more of just the principle of the matter of she was a city councilor uh way way back in the day at the start of her her career um, before she ran uh, for the NDP and then becoming the NDP leader and then the uh, leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition at Queen's Park. To, to, to say that Andrew Horvath does not have, did not have an illustrious career in politics is an understatement. She has represented uh, Hamilton Centre well, I, I would say. Uh, her, her track record has been one of, of positive things for Hamilton Centre. That being said... Um, I do have issues with MP, like p- politicians who constantly just shuffle around jobs. Uh, you know, it, like we we kind of saw that in the last provincial election of count. You know, Jason Farr deciding, well, I'm going to run for the Liberals in Hamilton East Stony Creek, uh, albeit that was a failure. But it's this idea of like a humiliating failure. I think I think we need an adjective there. Let's just say humiliating failure. <laughs> but I, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to Andrea running for for mayor. But I do think. It, 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 there is a point of this municipal election. There is an appetite for change in Hamilton. We have covered it a lot in this uh, in this podcast. There is a grassroots movement of we want a new face in uh, at, at City Hall. And you have to wonder if Andrea is running. Is that really a new face? You know, it, like we we know we she's established. She we know kind of what she would do, and it's. It kind of get the sense of oh, City Hall is a consolation prize for somebody who doesn't know when to let go. I know what you mean. I, I think on the whole, I don't agree because uh, partly because I think she'd she'd win. I mean, I think if she runs, she'll win. Um, right. That you know, there's such massive name recognition. She is, you know, even amongst people who, who've never voted for her and might never vote for her, there is a degree of respect, I think, someone who's been around for a long time and she, she has stature and, uh, uh, you know, unquestionably has, has, has stature. I mean, it's almost a separate question was, w- would she win and, and, and would that be good in that that would be a, a change for Hamilton? And I'd say probably, and I don't think she would let the old guard, well, not so much that De- uh, not Deanny, uh, Eisenberger lets the old guard get away with stuff. He's very, well, he does let them get away with stuff. And I think she would at least call out some of the uh, more atrocious behavior if it still existed. 
but there's also there's also I mean there is a serious you know being being leader of a party and being uh, mayor of a city is a very different job. Right. Um, being, uh, you know you, you are in provincial and federal politics you you are uh, part of a team. You know you, you're very much a team player, uh, and your team is 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 ridiculously loyal to you uh, up until the moment when you get the heave ho. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that, that's the nature of, of provincial and federal politics is yeah. that the part, that party discipline is a key factor. And it, it, you know, there's a the leaders know how to use that party loyalty to mm-hmm. push forward their agenda. That and I, factor I think doesn't the, exist at, at municipal level. Yeah. And I think, I think the question, the, the, the problem that often happens, I mean, I saw this to an extent with uh, Cam Jackson, who was a former MPP in Burlington, uh, is that you can come in and you expect municipal government to work like uh, provincial government does. And maybe it should, but it doesn't, um, you know, the, the, you cannot come in and, and hope to be prime minister of a city. Um, that's just not how it works. You've got to, you've got to be a consensus builder. Or if, if you want, if you want a pleasant life, you've got to be a consensus builder. Um, and you've also got to accept, however frustrating it, frustrating it might be, the, the city staff have, in many ways, the whip hand. Um, whether they should have the whip hands, another mm-hmm. question, but they do. And that's just simply the way it works. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I somewhat think someone like Andrea Horvath might, might struggle with that and, and, you know, take the kind of bull in a China shop approach that can go off the rails and can, can really um, uh, not end happily. Um, well, the other, the other factor is... Um her old opponent is still going to be there Doug Ford. Like at some point as mayor of one of the largest cities in Ontario, you are going to go, have to go to the province kind of hat in hand and ask for something. I don't, I don't know what, but there's, I've never seen where there's never been a major infrastructure project or a, a an initiative that is wanted to be put forward by a city that's at some point they just have to go to the province and say, Either we need money or we need permission to do something. Um, to, to extent, um, yeah, you're right. No, I mean you're right. Uh, one of the the traditional way of being a mayor is that you never uh, ruffle the feathers of the province. You know, the, mm-hmm. again, in the province, even more than the staff, the province holds the whip hand in, in, in municipal politics, as we've seen. You know, they can basically vote you out of existence on a, on a on a whim. Um, and you know you wouldn't put it past Doug Ford, given that he's already done it in Toronto to yeah. uh, do something similar in, in uh, Hamilton. So, yeah, that that, and maybe this is just me being being a clueless dreamer that the cities were actually more. I think the cities need to start cooperating together rather than cooperating with the province, um, and, and that together they have a huge amount of electoral power. Whereas individually, negotiating with the province, they're always in a in a weak position. So, I mean, well, that's I the thing. Every every city in 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 the nine hundred five will bitch about the OLT and you yeah. know the, the fact that their planning decisions get well. You, you you can't even get it on the provincial agenda because you're just fighting individual battles. Where it's like, right. well, why aren't you you know through 
you know, the whatever association of municipalities of Ontario, like you would think that you're right. That should be, it's a meeting that the, the minister of municipal affairs and the premier will go to. And they, they always time, they always have individual meetings with various mayors and the, the mayor kind of, again, goes hat in hand. Oh, we want to, we want, we want to, to build this. We want to fund that, whatever the case may be. And it's it's kind of like this, you know, this, you know, you, you enter the star chamber and you you petition the, the king for yeah. I, you know, can I can I have permission to do this? And you're right, it 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 goes for a divide and conquer mentality. Exactly. Whereas yeah. if instead the, the mayor's kind of ganged up and said, No, we're gonna use this as a united front. And to say maybe let's say, no, we're taking on the OLT. We need major reforms to the OLT um uh, uh going forward. That would be, I think that would be a game game changer. Whether or not Andrea would be the the person to kind of move that forward, I don't know. Because here's the thing: you say it's about consensus building. My counter argument to that is, if she was a consensus builder, she would be premier right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like, like we just saw that like she she did not build a consensus amongst the people of Ontario. Uh, to push forward an NDP agenda at Queens Park. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I, I picture Andrew Horvath more, more in the kind of street fighter mode, um, mm. and the uh, yeah, I mean that that's kind of her her, her vibe as leader of the opposition is, is you know, uh, which is fine. I mean, it's very much the traditional thing that leaders of the opposition do, but. So it is very different. I mean, I mean, I, I think ultimately, if she chose to run, I would I chose chose to run. Sorry, I would I'd welcome that. In that, I again, you know, winners win, and um, it certainly would. I don't feel that the the municipal election in Hamilton has quite come alive yet. No, um, and it needs to add a really stonking, hot mayoral race. Will will bring with it change at the other levels because people will come out and vote. Well, here, here's the other the other argument um, uh, why I'm I'm kind of against former politician, you know, former levels of politician running for mayor is there's talk. Uh, Bob Bertina has also said that he's interested in throwing his hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done that yet, to my knowledge. He hasn't filed the paperwork. No. Oh well, yeah. Okay. He's, he's declared. So he said verbally. He, he said he said publicly, I'll, "I want to run," but he hasn't actually, you know, done the work. And gone down to city hall to file right. the paperwork, so that remains to be seen. But again, it's like, like, where is it a fresh voice? Is my question, and I think that's the attitude that his Hamilton, the, the grassroots of Hamilton, want is that no, we want somebody fresh and new who's accountable to us, not some other power broker within the city. Does and does you know does Andrea and Bob running? Feed that feed that narrative. I don't think so. I think it's I think it's just again another another. Uh, uh, I don't know what the right. right no, it's, it's a fair it. point. It's a fair point. And, and and you know, she was leader of the NDP for for a long time, and obviously there's been electoral success. I I I, I kind of resent the process of of ever saying that someone who repeatedly loses elections has been a success but in a party context she's been a success but 
innovator? Not necessarily. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. And, I, and I, so I do. I, I do think. And you're right. Uh, that the the someone like Keenan Loomis is is a. I mean, his his problem is that he's a blank slate. <laughs> It's also his strength is that he's a blank slate. Yes. Um, we simply don't know what he would be like, um, uh, or, or we can well that's that's a, go by as his published pronouncements, which are which are progressive and which are which you know hit the right notes. But um, yeah, um, we'll be waiting to see. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, unfortunately, it's simply. I mean, I think he he, he you know he's he's got a good shout uh, as long as someone like Andre doesn't enter the race. Um, and it, again, it's just uh, politics sucks in terms of the whole name recognition thing, but, uh, but there you go. Well, why don't we take a break there uh, for our first uh, sponsor break and we'll come back with more shenanigans around the region. Okay. And we are back, uh, but we're not leaving Hamilton. That's uh, that should be said. We've we're uh, Hamilton, never a dull time. Uh, we can, we can say on this podcast, uh, so, uh, old friend, may not so much friend, uh, of the podcast, but Larry Deany got ruffled some feathers on social media, uh, over the course of the weekend. Roland, what, what, what did, uh, the illustrious former mayor, uh, well, say? He, he, you know, he gets into these conversations and he obviously enjoys it. He enjoys being a, uh, for want of a more graceful term, shit disturber. I think. I think he, uh, you know, he obviously takes pleasure in it. So fine, whatever, whatever floats your boat, mate. But um, but he he, you know, in in conversation with someone and answering something or other, he, you know, managed to both defend two of the more uh, well, councillor um, uh, oh blimey, Jackson, uh, who who's you know been around since Adam was a lad and. Uh, uh, is not, not the worst exa- uh, example on the current uh, crop, but 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 it's certainly you know one of the old boys, so to speak. So defending him, also defending Terry Whitehead. I mean, saying, well, I think Terry should should take a break this time around, but basically saying, you know, he's a good guy and we shouldn't be so nasty to him, despite all the you know evidence to the contrary, endless examples of of bad behaviour from him. Um. And then took a pot shot at, at uh, count, you know, uh, the, the councillors for, for wards one and three, who he didn't even name, saying they are bad for Hamilton and they must go. Now, it just so happens that these are, are two women, which I think is relevant, um, that they are the two freshest faces on council, having been elected in 2018, uh, and that they are the... <sighs> They very much are at the forefront of of the newer generation and and newer ideas, and at these, Diani has meanwhile been at the forefront of this narrative that these are somehow you know communist revolutionaries trying to overthrow the, uh, uh, trying to overthrow the I don't know what the hereditary monarchy that that is the Hamilton Council. <laughs> um, and it's ridiculous, and 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 it's kind of offensive. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's not offensive to me. I don't care. But I mean, well, it's it, it's, a, it, it's offensive to anybody who. I mean, the fact that he puts out on Twitter, he'll he'll name Councillor Jackson by name, uh, in in this post, but then says and and it doesn't even say councillors; just refers to them as number one and three. Is in- incredibly derogatory. I would say borderline sexist. 
maybe even go as far as racist because uh, uh, Councillor uh, Narendra Nan is of a uh, visible minority. Uh, you know, it just they have names. They've earned the respect. Like you can respect the office of councillor and enough to the fact that you you may not agree with their policies. That's fair enough. We're a democracy. You are entitled to say I disagree with your point of view uh, or your your course of action and your your direction you want to take the council. I disagree with that. That's my point. Not debating that, but you have respect. We've never referred to as uh, councillor Whitehead as count. I don't even forget what ward he, he serves i know yeah i forget the number i'm sorry but, but been no but he, he's low enough to know yet. I, I will say he's earned the respect that we say he's referred to as councillor whitehead same as councillor marula and, and councillor jackson they mayor eisenberger they have earned the right the the, the the position is still valid you don't just derogatory and then the, you know on a follow-up tweet oh you know don't take it so seriously like, don't you know? He had followed up with a, a follow up tweet saying, "Oh, you know, don't be so literal and don't be such a bleeding heart." It's like, no, no, you don't. You don't have the right to tell me not to be offended or to not to not look at when somebody says I'm offended by that to say, "Oh, well, you don't have any right to be. Ever, you have a right to be offended." More importantly, as a former mayor, uh, as a former candidate for uh, the federal Liberal Party uh, in Hamilton East Stony Creek back in the day. You should know words matter. The phrases you use matter. You do not get to shy away from misspoken words uh, and say, "Oh, you know, don't take it seriously. Don't you know? Don't be so literal. Grow, suck it up, and deal with it." You, do, if you want to be a, engaged in the political discourse of a city, you don't have the right to shy away from it. Own own what you said. If you misspoke, or if you said, "Yeah, I I said that in, in a fit of passion." I'm sorry, I misspoke. My apologies. I apologize to the people in question. Okay, fine. I, I can accept that. But to stand by stand by and say that the rest of us are are too sensitive, um, maybe we're not the ones who are sensitive here. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't get how you can defend and he was defending Terry Whitehead in one breath, whose behavior seems just indefensible, you know, like, like mm-hmm. mental health concerns, whatever, if, if you know, and according to Terry Whitehead, he doesn't have any. So we can only go on his word for this. Uh, you know, that is no excuse uh, for, for consistent, just terrible, disruptive behavior. Uh, and, and I just say anybody who, who wants to see uh, uh, John Paul Danko kind of gave a, a, a spiel in council the other day, about that behavior, uh, which was a really good um, uh, and frankly entertaining kind of takedown of, of everything to do with Terry Whitehead. And I thought it was wonderful. But yeah, again, the, 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 the Diani kind of defending that on one hand and then um, attacking people who, you know, whether you agree with them or not on particular policies, are respectful, professional. Um, you know, whenever I've watched council meetings, uh, 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 Councillor Nan and Councillor Wilson uh, are always, you know, completely professional, completely reasonable, completely behaving how you're supposed to behave in a council chamber. The only reason they don't like them is, well, a because they're strong women, and old white men really hate strong women. Um, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, and it's like, do you realize how stupid you look when you behave like this? I mean, you know, you see it 
We saw it in uh, Mississauga recently with the councillor whose car was uh, vandalized. Yeah. You know, uh, I, you know, I, I certainly think there was an element of that in Burlington in 2018 with, 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 you know, uh, you know again, I'll, I'll quote uh, Marianne Mead Ward, a phrase that she uses. Oh, it was like well-behaved women, um, Really don't get history. things done, because, right. I mean, but but being being an, a non well behaved woman uh, gets you just so much abuse from 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 the old guard at whatever level of government you're at, and I, I will completely go along with Marianne on, on that count. I, I, that's definitely a thing that happens. Um, but and, and we're here. seeing it. We're seeing it here. You know, why why doesn't Paul, John Paul Danko get the same mouthful of abuse right. as those two? Well, partly because he's probably more, you know. Danny's supposed to be a liberal somewhere along the lines or was, and Danko's maybe more of that kind of centrist uh, politically, but really that there's no difference between them other than that two are, two are women uh, and one's a man. Right. Well, here's the thing you want, you want for somebody who, who demands so much respect be given to the old guard or to, to himself. So little being, given out is quite telling. Um, you know, you cannot demand, I, you can't sit there and say, I demand respect. Uh, and, and I, I demand to be heard and I demand to, to be listened to. And at the same time, be so dismiss, dismissive of people who, and their, and their rights, they are elected. They have, they have supporters. They have, they have earned the right to give their opinions in council chambers. As much as, and I will say this, Terry Whitehead has earned the right to give his opinion in council chambers, he got elected. We vehemently disagree with a lot of those points of view, and quite frankly, to the point where say you've lost the respect of of the popul of your the populace and your fellow councillors because you don't give the respect. Like it, yeah, it, it, and you, you don't you have the right to to be the councillor that you want to be within the rules of procedure within the the rules of decorum and uh, and civility that we expect of elected officials and that's what whitehead doesn't 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 have he's no. you know that the he is a hand grenade lobbed into the center of of the council chamber every meeting he attends and you know thankfully he doesn't attend all of them or even well, you, the majority of them I you, can't, you can't be effective if every time you walk into a into a boardroom or into a meeting room your first reaction is i'm going to kick over the table and throw uh, throw the papers up in the air and say demand that you listen to what I have to say. Nobody, like, ask anybody in in the course of time, no matter what business you're in, nobody respects that person. Nobody. You you sit there quietly, you wait for them to leave, and you say, okay, can now we begin the the business of the day? That that's what this is equivalent. You don't you don't show disrespect to people who, quite frankly, have earned it. And they haven't, in my opinion, Councillors Wilson and Councillor not uh, have not thrown that respect away. They, you may not agree with their their politics or their point of view. That's a, that's perfectly fine. But to say they haven't earned your respect, that's uh, that that's that's telling on on you, I think, uh, and, and and your your values. And I, I just don't get, you know, what they are supposed to have done that is so bad other than from new ideas yeah exactly like you know is, is new so so chat like that's what I, I guess it comes back to the old white man arguments like is that the is that the, the danger here is that oh it's it's 
new and different. Therefore, it must be bad. Like it is that it is a scare you that much that hmm, maybe maybe this isn't an idea worth pursuing. Maybe maybe just experiment with it, and see what happens. Is well, that and, is that that terrifying? That thus far, I think um, the t- the two councillors concerned have ignored this kind of stuff, as is the usual thing to do in politics is just pretend it doesn't exist and eventually it will go away. But um, they both actually responded to, to, to the tweet with some panache, you know, and Councillor Wilson pointed out, it's like, you know, this is a guy who's just pissed off because he wanted a free seat on council uh, for a year in Stony Creek after um, uh, Brad uh, Clark uh, was elected to, uh, to um, Ottawa. And, and they were, part of the majority of councillors who voted against the Annie. Now, part of the majority, perhaps also at the forefront of organising that majority, <laughs> but, but nevertheless, um, no, that, there's a huge amount of sour grapes here um, mm. uh, from, from a guy who, who, you know, had his time, won his elections, um, and it's just annoyed now that, that, that he's no longer relevant. And um, yeah, sorry, Larry, you're, you're you know, you're just making a fool of yourself. You really are making a fool of yourself, and no one's buying what you're selling. Um, you know, the, the people who are going to be voting in the election, those those councillors are going to be re-elected, yeah, very easily, because um, they've been outstanding. Um, and yeah, shut up. Um, you know, if you want to defend the other, the councillors in the other wards, sure, go for it. That's that's your right. Um, but the voters who are going to be voting in Terry Whitehead's ward don't care about Maureen Wilson or Narinda Nan because they're not voting for her. Um, so, you know, yeah, it, it's just. All right. Well, let's. We have one final thing to chat about, and it's a bit, and it's still a bit of an update on uh, in Burlington. Uh, there's a bit of an update on in terms of city council's policies. Well, yeah, so I mean the city council. So the, the root of the whole um, ward four closed session meeting um, stramash. I know that's a, probably not a word that's used much in Canada, but anyway, fight whatever conflict controversy um, was that for the last two years. Shorter Stolte had been pressing for an update to the closed meeting session protocols. Um, and basically the other councillors had resisted this and said, there's no need, there's no need, there's no need, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. All this exploded into the Integrity Commissioner report um, of a few weeks ago. Um, uh, and... Uh, and a review by um, the uh, the closed session meeting dudes, a listen, the, the the people who are paid to sort of check if if closed session meetings are within the rules. And finally, it, it also resulted in a review of the closed session meeting protocols. Now, the mayor will pretend, has pretended, and other councillors will pretend and have pretended. That oh well actually this came from other councillors you know it wasn't you know uh, we're always supportive of this no they weren't they were forced into it and when it looked like Shauna Stolte might get her name on it they made sure that they stole the thing and put their name on it and they passed it so that's the kind of small-minded bullshit that goes on in council 
councils across the province. You know, I'm not going to say it's unique to Burlington, but no, this this came as a result of Sean Astolte's pre- pressure. It has now, there is now a, an updated closed session meeting pro- protocol. I haven't looked at the details of it to see um, in detail if there are changes and what those changes are. But congratulations, at least, to Sean Astolte for having got it that far. Um, and no, they'll have found a way to make sure that her name is not attached to it in any way, shape, or form, but it's entirely down to her that it's happened. So uh, well, well done on that front. You have to wonder what's... I mean, the, the whole rigmarole over disciplining her and, and sending her to the Integrity Commission, like what... It's, here, here's the thing. Her whole... Her whole beef was we don't have a policy like there's no guidance it's just whenever we talk about something that remotely at some point we might have to go into closed session well the entire meeting goes into into closed session well that's overkill and we don't actually have a guidance of like well when exactly is it that we should be going that's what she was ultimately asking for is i want to know the exact topics that we should be going in and out of an in-camera session as opposed to saying oh we're going to talk about the Let's say the Robert Bateman High. We want to talk about purchasing it. Okay, so the entire meeting has to be in camera. Like we can't figure out what exactly we should. You know, some of this has to be in the public. This is a using public money to buy public land. Don't do this behind closed doors. Um, I find this interesting though that now she's you know this. The fact that a new a change in policies come forward kind of implicitly says she had a point. She was right. There, there was no policy. We needed a policy and doing it. And so to me, it comes across a bit petty to have city council all of a sudden now say, oh, well, we had a, we had a discipline because she broke the rules. Like, okay, maybe. Do you need to find her uh, five days salary? It was like, you know, you know, it's kind of one of the things like Maybe you may if you if you're gonna admit to her like well you had a, you had a point we don't have a policy we need a policy she, she pushed it to the extreme and and uh, not well, I have to get to this point she she yeah but she she pushed the issue and pushed the issue made herself unpopular with her colleagues made herself unpopular with staff um, and that, you know, again can I quote Marianne Mead Ward well-behaved women don't succeed in politics. Uh, Shauna Stolte was a badly behaved woman in politics, and she's, <laughs> to be honest, followed the Marianne Mead Ward playbook uh, of like, I am not going to stop. I am going to keep on bitching about this, even right. if I'm the one person on council, even if I'm driving you crazy, and I am going to stick with it until you give me a concession. Now she's got a concession. I don't think it's going to. I say I haven't looked to the new protocol to see if there's any significant. Uh, changes and I, w- I will do that um and i'll also be interested to see how agendas and minutes coming out of council to see if there's any change in uh, how they're um being put but together it does, but it does but say something be interesting that, to see but but it, it does but, say something uh, that the, that role reversal right that yeah mary mary Ward, when she was first elected as the city councilor for ward two came on as kind of this rebel rebel with a cause we're going to change the way things are done. Um, and she gets to become mayor. And all of a sudden it's very much, you know, oh, did we have to, fo- the rules are there. We have to follow the rules. The rules are there for a reason. You have to respect the process. And yeah, you're, you're right. Shauna Stolte said, well, no, these rules don't, they don't make any sense. There's, they lead to more secrecy. They lead to 
things being done behind closed doors in a democracy, which is very uncomforting. And she kind of kept kicking down the door, kicking the door open so the rest of us could see what's going on. Um, I think in the end, like the the winner here is Sean Stolte. Like they I, they can hide her name off the off the final uh, passage of the bylaw, whatever. But in the end, I mean, we all know why this came came about. It's because of Sean Stolte. Yeah, and I I, I, I absolutely think that's the case and I, I felt that was likely to be the case from the outset it's like you know you want to, now i mean i think shauna was i'm using first names here i mean I, yeah i know shauna probably better than most of the other counselors or probably any of the other counselors however so bias whatever you want to say fine uh but but yeah, I mean, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna defend the status quo, and there's another counselor who's gonna take issue with the status quo. Nine times out of ten, the one taking issue with the status quo is gonna come out come out looking like the good guy. And I think Sean Stolte has absolutely done that. But I mean, I think with abs- deservedly so. And I think Marianne Mead Ward, if she wasn't mayor in a previous council in a previous situation, would have been lining up with Sean Stolte to be yeah. on her side. And I think it's tragic that 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 now we have this. Oh well, no, everything's 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 fine, and you know, don't break the rules. And this kind of it's exactly the kind of arrogance that drove people nuts under the old council. And we're seeing it with spades from councillors like um, I'm sorry, Rory Nessam, but you are the worst defender. Um, this this kind of institutional arrogance of how dare you question who we are? How dare you question the way we do things? It's like, screw it. No, that's what we're supposed to do is question you. We can't trust politicians. They screw us over. It's like, be realize where you come from. Realize why you were elected. Realize what, what <laughs> just because you feel that you're a good guy and you won and that you're trustworthy doesn't mean that you're different and exempt from the same things that, that, that those guys that you booted out were, were, were subject to, you know? So it, it, it's the shortness of memory that gets me. It's like, do you yeah. not remember how you used to be? Um, but and very disappointing from, from, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to name Roy Nissan in particular and Councillor Galbraith for, um, no, it, certainly in, in Nissan's case, kind of being a champion of, of, you know, could not line himself up more closely with Marianne Meadward if he tried uh, when he was running for election and, and since then, and kind of like, yeah, you know, we're the, we're the new brooms and we're going to sweep. And then becoming this kind of face of small C conservatism on council of, of being the most vocal defender of, of, of that institutional self-righteousness that I loathe. Um, I don't know why you would want to do that. I mean, it's going to be fine. You know, this election in Burlington is probably going to be very boring. Um, uh, uh, if one or two councillors change, that would be the most. And you know, it, it, it's very difficult to to mm-hmm. to, to change councillors, and those change elections don't come along very often. Um, but but nevertheless, eventually this stuff will catch up with you. And and also, why do you want to be that guy? Why do you want to be that? That that how dare you guy on council? Uh, it's a loathsome position, and I do not understand why you would be in politics and want to be like that. You know what? Let's round off the episode on that because I have nothing more to add. 
That uh, was a good rant. I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> it's a good, good way to close off the episode. So thanks very much, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of the 905er. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.